Hi, Keith. Mm. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm fantastic. Of uh, course. It's, Why? It's Godfather. It's Godfather time. Yeah, this is uh, one of... It's, I just always look forward to Godfather, uh, even if I am preparing at the very last minute for it. Yep. It's never a burden. No. To, to uh, get on the airwaves and share some fodder with the fodder heads that are listening. Fodderheads! Wherever you are. Yep. Whatever you're doing. A first-time listener. Is that possible? It's possible. So what is this about? What what are we doing here? Uh, Well, we are kind of uh, geeks. Okay. And we are uh, lifelong learners. Yep. And we like podcasts and podcasting. So we listen to podcasts that we learn something or find interesting and then we talk about it during our main segment called Pod Fodder. And uh, we also usually do some trivia. Yep. A little um, warm up. You know, make ourselves look kind of stupid. Yep. Um, give you something interesting. You, you can, you know, play along, which is kind of fun. And then we've got some other segments that we uh, mix in. Sure. Uh, right now, Greg and I are hooked on a segment called The Guest List, yep. where we invite uh, people to our, our dinner party. And we're filling up. And I'm glad you close. tuned in because yes. <laughs> there are only a few seats. <laughs> yeah, the music so, is going to stop. Oh yes, I <laughs> grab your yeah. grab your spot, grab your spot. But first, uh, tonight we are looking at story fodder. Okay, and the reason uh, we're looking at story fodder is because I'm just returning from a fantastic conference in Nashville, Tennessee, called the Story Gathering, and uh, so we thought we would. We would do some some fodder about the power of story uh, today. So, on the hot seat is Greg Heineke. Alrighty. And uh, these, Greg, are um, 12 modern-day movies that are fairy tales in disguise. Mm. So, I want to see if you can name the fairy tale. And the movie shouldn't be too hard because they don't really hide uh, a lot, but... Um, if you can name the movie as well, this, uh, this, this is, is from uh, this is from Babel dot com, okay. uh, by Caitlin Morton, and I've just pulled I've pulled three. So here you go. Here is the fairy tale. Um, uh, due to the mistreatment of her step family, she spends her days sweeping floors and dreaming of a better life. It's a magical twist of fate. Her fairy godmother appears and gives her a beautiful dress to wear to a ball being thrown in her kingdom. Her beauty outshines that of every other attendee, capturing the attention of the prince. However, she must leave the ball at midnight. Per the fairy godmother's instructions, the prince tracks her down and they live forever in marital bliss. The fairy tale is... Cinderella. Cinderella. The movie. Is... (laughs) Vivian, due to the unequal distribution of wealth in America, spends her nights prostituting herself and dreaming of a better life. In a magical twist of capitalism, a rich businessman appears and gives her a new wardrobe to wear to all of his corporate functions. Her vivaciousness outshines that of every other boring bourgeois, capturing the attention of the businessman. However, she must leave his penthouse per the terms of their arrangement. The businessman tracks her down, and they kiss on her rusty fire escape. Can you name the movie? It is Julia Roberts and Richard Gere in Pretty Woman. That is correct. So, have you ever thought of it like Cinderella? No. Well? I don't 
No, not at all. It kind of does yeah, match up when you, when you look at it. When you look at it. I got a little Rapunzel at the end when he's uh-huh. uh, on the, the fire right. escape. Yeah. All right, so, Cinderella. I like that. Okay, so, so first I'm going to give you the movie. Okay. This next one. A teen girl lives with her widowed mother and beloved little sister. Her family and district run low on food and money, so she sacrifices herself to fight in these things. She ends up becoming a hunter and murderer, even acquiring the nickname The Mockingjay. Her Mm. sins continue to haunt her, but she goes on to live a normal, relatively happy life. So probably the first movie or the series. So Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yes. Yes. I, I guess it's, it's just the it's Hunger Games. Okay. Yep. Now here is the fairy tale. Uh oh. Interesting. Didn't know. A this. young boy named Jack lives with his widowed mother and beloved milk cow. Yeah. His family eventually runs out of food and money, so Jack sacrifices his cow for some magical beans. Hmm. He ends up becoming a thief and a murderer even acquiring the nickname the Giant Slayer. But his sins don't seem to faze him, and he lives happily ever after. I like that a lot. Right? Awesome. Yeah. So Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk and the Hunger Games. Really neat one. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Last one. Okay. After enlisting the help of Rumpelstiltskin in years ago, a lovely princess now finds herself facing the imp once more. This time, he has come to collect her son as payment. The princess uses her smarts as well as the resources of an entire kingdom to defeat Rumpelstiltskin and save her son. Obviously, Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin. The movie. movie. After defeating a cyborg bounty hunter years ago, Sarah Connor now finds herself facing an even more advanced adversary. Only this time, the cyborg is out to kill her son. Sarah uses her smarts as well as T-800's gunpower to destroy the murderous cyborg and save her son. Really neat. Terminator. Terminator 2. Yeah. 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 Really so, cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah, that is really neat. That so the power story. So you got, um, we can talk about this more later, but, um, you know, as I'm learning as a writer, <laughs> there's really no original stories. Sure. It's just the storyteller is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the ways that you craft that story. Um, and if you pay attention to Hollywood um, as closely as as I do, you can see stories being recycled. You can see, you know, fairy tales like this being retold yeah. in modern huh. uh, modern uh, um, settings and really characters. Cool. And so I think that's think that's quite fascinating when you think, think about the power story. As well. well, we'll get into that. Yeah. Yes, Fatherheads. Black Uhuru. Guess who's coming to dinner? It's it's our favorite segment, I think. Yeah, definitely. Not um, even, it's not even close. <laughs> it's, it's so true. <laughs> I don't know what would be second. Yeah. That would be worthy of thinking about, maybe. But So, the guest list. 
We've we've got two more guests that are arriving. Two more guests that are coming to the party, and the the table is getting full. This will be uh, seven and eight that's going seven to arrive. Eight. Yep, still kind of in the center. Uh, center. Uh, yep, about about the middle. So if you're just joining us, Keith alluded to this. It's the guest list. We have we're inviting eleven people to get together, have fellowship conversation. Uh, rules being the individual could be alive or dead, known to me or Keith or total strangers. Um, we assume that spouse is already there, though actually I think about it. I don't have a spot for Carmen. <laughs> Sorry, hon. Um, and she's but, not waiting on us. That is, that's, yep, they're not true. waiting on us. No, nope, but, but probably just a part of, uh, next to us. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. Head to the table. So, First one arrives, and the second one, and, and so on and so forth, uh, come in about every 15 minutes, and it just sort of livens up the conversation. So, listeners, for me, on my left, James Taylor, Malcolm Gladwell, Harper Lee, on my right, John Wooden, Tom Hanks, and George Lucas. So, seven... I Who is it? have Ellen DeGeneres is showing up in the middle of the table nice. there. Nice. We got some humor. Uh, so I have Harper Lee, so we have an author. But yeah. need yeah. to have some, some more females, I think. Um, Ellen, actress, uh, does has talk done show host. talk show host, uh, host of the Oscars, the Academy Awards. Um, I believe she's written uh, a book or maybe possibly some books, I think. Um, just her her show, The Ellen Show, uh, so a sitcom back in the day with uh, Emmys and the, the pieces that come with that. And just I find her truly... Uh, a comedian that I really would love to have there and just laugh. But I also am impressed by her with her ability to um, help out other people, and she seems to be genuine and have a pretty good heart. So I'd so love who, for her to be there. Who is she sitting next to? So she's sitting next to Harper Lee, so they could have some conversations about writing. Um, and, and really sort of just... Not that there was maybe a pause, but it's going to... I think it's a... A jump start a little bit as she would come in mm-hmm. if we're talking and whatnot yeah. I think I envisioned the conversation would maybe stop mm-hmm. um, and then here, here or pause right whatever yeah. was going yeah. on yeah. and then yeah. everybody seems to look right so with being in the middle of a table we all kind of look rather than have separate conversations so kind of purposeful in her location go again yeah let's, let's hear your second all one. right so my other one almost uh Sir, um, sir, what's what's when something is almost accidental? Uh, serendipitous. Serendipitous. Almost that. Because here's what happened. I actually was thinking about this. It's another female. Another woman is going to be coming, and I listened to one of my top uh, podcasts besides this one, which is um, this movie changed me, and it was an episode about contact. So Jodie Foster is going yes, to come to be at the table. Um, she's she's been in Silence of the Lamb. She's in, been in movies since she was really young. Um, taxi Driver. Uh, but I want to talk about Contact and her thoughts on that particular movie um, and that role and how she approached it. She's also a director, so she's sitting by George Lucas, so they could have some conversations mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got Jodie Foster and Ellen DeGeneres are, are my next two guests, and they are coming 
to dinner. Mm. Mm. This is, gosh, that's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. All right. So, what do you All got, right. Keith? So, um, this uh, individual is the king of, of story, um, particularly ancient stories. And uh, I've been captivated by his work. Uh, and he's got to have a seat at my table, and it is Joseph Campbell. Ah, uh, that's good. Uh, the Power of Myth. Yeah. Um, uh, here with a thousand faces. Uh, just brilliant. Um, and you know, I've uh, I could just listen to him for hours, and he, he just he just seemed like he would be really easy to talk to, a good listener, and could could make a lot of connections. Among the guests, yeah, that would so, be that would be super cool. Um, so yeah, so I think uh, he is definitely going to be. So my other guests, uh, so we got me at the head of the table, uh, Dad to my left, Mickey Mantle, Tina Fey, and then to my right, um, Jesus, Bo Jackson, Rachel <laughs> Davis, the most random assortment of people, <laughs> and then Joseph Campbell. So Campbell will be on uh, on uh, Jesus's uh, side of the okay. table, all right, and uh, hopefully being able to make some connections with uh, Rachel Stavis, my exorcist and uh, spiritual hmm. um, seer, I guess. Yeah. So uh, so that's there. Um, so I had somebody in mind. Okay. Who's Who's number and eight? And on my drive here, oh, I'm a switch. I switched. Now I'm. I think both are going to be ultimately at the party. Okay. I'm just trying to decide. No, I've got to. I got to make sure he gets a spot. Um, my high school idol and comedian, Chris Farley. Ah. Now, um, my plight is that he is. Can be kind of wild. <laughs> he could um, uh, disrupt. It could disrupt. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, you know, I'm just thinking, center of that table, we've got to be able to be laughing a lot. And um, I do have some other uh, funny people um, in the queue, if you will. Okay. Um, but I'm just, I'm thinking, if anybody knows me, they know that I loved Chris Farley and he just needs to be there yeah. and and um, and sitting next to Tina Fey I can just imagine uh, and I can kind of I can kind of picture Tina being able to maybe not control him but um, you know Farley I think needs a a, 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 a woman yeah you know to kind of <laughs> rein him in um, because I think another another male um you know, it's just they're just weak under his. You know, like he he just yeah. pulls him in. You know, pulls him in, and so was he a switch or not? He was. He usurped the other person okay. that I had. Got it. But the other person, um, well, you got more, you got a couple more seats. Yeah, and got a couple more seats, and I'm not as I I this other person, and the reason I went with Farley was because I'm super familiar with all of Farley's work. Yeah. This other person, I'm intrigued by this other person's work, but I don't necessarily have a firm handle on mm. And so that was also important to me to make sure that I have okay. someone that I'm like, I know. Yeah. Um, for, for this this first meal, right? Exactly. I mean, maybe we'll have some more and meals. Maybe we'll have some more meals. Yeah. But 
uh, yeah, I just think, um, you know, you talk about that pause and that lull. I mean, we, you know, most of the, with, with the exception of Tina Fey, like, um, and, and my dad, um, you know, you, you don't think, um, you don't think laughter humor when you look at my list. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and then that's why I switched because, um, the other person that switched him out, he, he wasn't a comedian, so I'm just like, you know, we gotta, we gotta get some sure, humor. Sure, sure. Center of the table. The table was getting pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was getting a little too serious <laughs> and a little too, a little too nerdy. All right. Um, you know, and Farley will come in, and 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 I keep picturing uh, Farley's bit when he does the Chris Farley show, and he's like interviewing these famous people, um, and he just <laughs> has that levity about it where, you know, his. The humor there is his humility. Yeah. Um, and and like I mean he's sitting across the table from, you know, a, a mythologist and yeah. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can kind of see uh, him. I mean, so you know, Jesus. Mickey Mantle on this just sitting over there. You yeah. know, I can, I can just uh, I can picture it, and it just brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. And it's my dinner party, and that's what I want. That's true. Just so interesting as you see these names all together now, then rather than yeah. the one or two at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, keep keep listening. We we've got we've got the final three coming up not yeah. not too long from now, Fatherheads. So yeah, awesome, very fun. So it's Pod Fodder time. Pod Fodder. Switching gears. Switching some gears. A story okay. podcast. So yes. make some connections. Tell us where 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 you found that. There are okay. multiple seasons, I think, and episodes. So this is called the Story Podcast, um, and it is a collective put on by the Historia Group, uh, and basically the aim of this um, conference slash podcast is. Um, inspiration and fodder, if you will, for creatives. Uh, ways to inspire and sharpen um, and educate on, you know, all things creativity. Okay. So it's kind of, uh, I think their original tagline for the conference was Jet Fuel for the Creative. Hmm. Um, and uh, and so this, uh, so it, it comes out of... Uh, it comes. We're doing this because I just came back from a conference in Nashville, uh, the Story Gathering, um, put on, um, and it was just that. It was jet fuel. I mean, it was fantastic. It an- annual? Annual okay. conference in Nashville, um, two days, and they bring in an assortment of, it's kind of like TED Talks, Yeah. Um, but then they also have some more performance base, you know, they somebody, they have musicians and somebody kind of doing like a, a you know contemplative dance and okay. um audio visual hmm. just you know the full nine yards and yeah it was awesome it was awesome and cool. so i thought you know let's let's talk about that yeah and um turns out they have a podcast i had no idea until i was at at the conference that they have a podcast so pulled up uh this must be long everybody has a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. 750,000 yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, one of the speakers was Seth Worley, and he is a filmmaker, writer, director. Uh, he works pretty closely with J.J. Abrams um, and his company, uh, Red Giant, yeah. um, putting on you know shorts and films for um, for um, you know branding and that kind of thing. Uh, so, um, yeah, he did tutorials. 
sounded like in some yep. episodes of Lost, all episodes of Lost, or something. Not all of them, but um, okay. yeah, they put on different things. And um, so Seth uh, and uh, Harris um, uh, uh, interviewed him and talking about the creative process and the importance of taking risks. And so that's what we had to listen to, and Greg, and um, you know, it wasn't uh, you know again he had to kind of dig. For the the fodder nuggets, if you will, yeah. Um, but um, what I uh, started, to, well, I guess since I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious what you heard, and yeah. Then, and then, well, so he he lays out his background and all that, which is what you just said. I was like, okay, I mean, everybody's got at least in that regard. We talk about your own story, your journey, right? Your how you've you've gone through whatever, and he did visual effects and these different things. Um, but he started to then make the shift and had some comments about it's um it, it's about the the character and the story the story and the character and that's how it moves it forward and the piece that um you know is going to resonate with the most people and so it's where a nugget for me i guess was to pause and think about all right so if no nothing is really original you know then how what 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 draws that attention where it becomes something where it really is meaningful to a whole lot of people? Well, they talk a lot about there being certain a certain formula and certain rules that every story needs to have in right. order for it to be a well-told and meaningful impact. Um, and good stories just simply have to have those rules. Um, but what continually seems to happen and separates good from great are those storytellers who know those rules and break those rules in unique and create you know more original and creative ways. Sure. Um, and that's you know uh, what kind of sets that story apart. Um, but you can't break the rules unless you know the rules. Okay. Um, so that's what, because they know them so well and that they break them, that w- the average viewer, if you will, doesn't maybe know them quite that well. Right. Well, let's take it. Or is looking for, looking for them, right? So um, Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino. Yep. Tarantino knew the rules of um, linear storytelling. You know, that there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to a story. Yeah. You know, and he knew how to do character development. I mean, this is a brilliant storyteller who knows the rules, and then when he finishes the movie, he mixes it all up yeah. and makes the makes the viewer okay. work a little harder. But, you know, again, this is a great story. If, if, if that story was told in a linear fashion, it would still be a great story. But what makes that story then be set apart is the broken, yeah. you know, uh, flow to it, and 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 making the the viewer work a little bit harder, mm-hmm. and then that makes the payoff that much sweeter yeah. at the end. Love it. So that's that's okay. I think kind of you know, when we're talking about breaking the rules yeah. is um, you know doing something along those lines, and so um, so I think that that's that is kind of that the blessing but also the challenge of storytelling is you know how do you stay how do you stay ahead of the game at least um, from a creative originality standpoint without um, losing your audience yeah you know because you can you can um, 
you know, do things unnecessary, you know, like yeah. talking about, you know, he talks about, you know, story and character is really important, but sometimes if you put too much emphasis on it, um, you disrupt the the aim of the project. So, you know, a story that is kind of dependent on action, you don't want to put in too much character development because then it slows the action or makes it, or makes the characters hokey, um, you know, so it's, it's, again, that's... That's so, kind of the craft of a storyteller, how and, you do it. And But is it being mindful of the audience, knowing that I want to reach as many people as possible, or maybe it's both, so you have some of that, but you have other people like, no, this is my story, and I'm going to go this way, and if it resonates with some people or a bunch of people, great. If well, not... I mean, your every story um, has, a, has a target audience. Yeah. And not everybody's in that target audience. True. I mean, the best films and books... You know, are the ones that um, they're not for everybody. Right. You know, not everybody read Harry Potter and liked Harry Potter. Yeah. But the following that Harry Potter had was, you know, a passionate following. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you, it's just that you can't. No story can can truly reach every single person. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, you know differences and things that they bring into it it's 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 impossible yeah um, it, and it does make me think but I, it's just my youth as well as as current i'm being a star wars guy yeah and and knowing george is at my table and if you know anything about that is he's he's bringing elements of flash gordon and he's bringing so joseph campbell's mythology uh-huh. work and um, he's got Laurel and Hardy that's c3po and r2d2 he's just pulling a bunch of different um I don't know if you call them elements to become elements, I suppose, for mm-hmm. his particular film. But super interesting to think about. Yeah, he had a target audience, but I'm not sure he knew the the phenomenon that, that it would turn into right. still in 2019. And you never really know um, the impact that it's going to hit. And I think that's part of the excitement of, of sure. being a storyteller is... Um, you know, and and the disappointment of it. You know, like you have in your mind, oh, this is going to really blow people's yeah, minds, yeah. and and then it's just kind of either it it doesn't get enough exposure or whatever. You know, something else came out that stole th- some of the yeah, thunder. Time, and, you know, time. I mean, like the you know he talks about um, you know his own career. Like it's it's a combination of luck and preparedness. Yeah. You know, you got to be prepared, but there is a huge amount of luck. Yeah. As far as when it comes to landing certain, you know, jobs and gigs, um, and and it is kind of that fifty-fifty, you know, like you, you do kind of have to have that. But if you're not prepared and you have great mm-hmm. luck, mm-hmm. So he, he, he kind of talked about it as if those were synonyms. His his right. luck was being prepared. Yeah, I liked when he was talking about um, defining it as a map. So looking at it, and that would be another nugget that I'd take away, is you, you have the map that the whoever was interviewing him. Uh, so we, we both are going to go somewhere, uh, you know, the Boundary Waters or whatever. So we have the map, and you decide to go up right. 169, and I decide to go up 35 or whatever it happens to be, how you get there. Right. And then where you stopped. And if you and I are together versus... You know, Karen and Rebecca are going a different way, and we're gonna. I mean, just some interesting yeah. kind of ways, and so I, that resonated with me. Where he was talking about, it's not giving the detailed instructions uh-huh. of it, but you have the map because you have to have some sort of guidelines, like you're mentioning, beginning, middle, and end. You can't leave it. And, and the then better I, you know that map, and and have it in your your mind when you set out to tell the story. Um, you know, the closer to your goal, you're gonna probably get. Whereas, you know, it, that kind of reminds me of 
um, you know, one of the challenges is uh, do you have parameters that you're working within or do you have total blue sky? Um, and the challenge of both, you know, on the one hand, um, having a total blank slate can be really invigorating, but it can also be crippling Correct. because you're yeah. just like, I don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas if someone hands you um, a map and you at least have some vague idea or structure or bones, if you will, of which then to build on top of that, um, you know, there there is there is something that's kind of, you know, nice about limitations that you're working with. Yeah. Um, you know, I think of um, I think of the scene from Apollo 13 when uh, you know there these these you know NASA guys are given this box like this is what you have to work with mm-hmm. you know and there's all these limitations but it's like you have enough here to be creative and come up with a solution you know um, mm-hmm. versus and and then there's a time you know you've got this much time to get it done and there's a there's a you know um, invigoration that comes yeah. with you know being creative in a set amount of time with a set amount of materials um, and then on the flip side, you know, sometimes it's like, we don't know how we're going to get there. We have nothing to go on, you know. And then it's relying on a completely different set of sure. creativity skills. Yeah. Um, and can be, and both can be obviously stressful. Uh, yeah. And Good. That's that's the beauty, right? Yeah. Obviously stressful or, nope, my perspective is I'm going to go in and we'll figure it out. I'm not yeah. in a hurry. Yeah. If it takes us back to the, like, going north. I'm, we could be there in a, a few days, or right. We could drive super fast. Yeah. And it, it depends on what kind of story you're trying to tell. Yeah. You know, and that, that's the other thing. It's just like there could be a great story in getting there super fast. You know, um, typically, you know, the longer it takes, the more miserable it is, the more memorable it is. Right. Um, but you know, there's all sorts of different kinds of stories mm-hmm. that you can be it's anticipating. Yeah. You're like okay, it's taking long to right. get there, but then right. when I get there. Yeah, I, I like that. So then back to where we started, I guess, with the fairy tales and whatnot. I mean, is it best to take a framework or whatever and try to put a modern twist on it? Or I know, especially with film, a lot of them are, back to Harry Potter as well, are based on, on a novel versus an original screenplay. I guess it, I don't know if it's 50-50, but you know that those are your two that are out there. And sometimes then people get frustrated because they read the book mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't the, the visual representation of what the novel happened to be because imagination hopefully still is um, pretty impressive. But nowadays with um, computer-generated and right. all the different capabilities... But so, I guess, did, did was that any part of this uh, conference or whatever? On you need to be original in that regard, or it's good to take a story and try to do your spin on it, or anything like that come up, or was it really just inspiring to try and to get you to think your own way and go your own route? Um, y- yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, is the kind of the answer. Yeah, that was long-winded question. Yeah, you know, it's it's um, what do you have to work with, and again, what are you trying to accomplish? Um, you know, giving yourselves the importance of you know goals and being uh, you know specific measurables on those goals. Right. Um, you know, those kinds of things were there, um, but you know, passion. We had some speakers that were just. You know, this guy um, talked about Star Wars, and he was just so passionate about it. Um, and he just kind of talked about the importance of 
you shouldn't be ashamed of things that you're passionate about because that's how other people get excited about it. Hmm. Um, I like and, that. And, and like he talked about how when he when he was in ninth grade, his fam- family moved schools and. He just was like, I'm going to be the Star Wars guy here. You know, I have an opportunity to start over. <laughs> Nobody knows me, and I'm not going to be ashamed about it, you know. And he became that guy. I guess, and you now know? he's presenting about and it. And now he's presenting, nice. and, and, you know, and that passion led to another opportunity, another opportunity, and now, like, he lives in Orlando, five minutes from, you know, Disney World, you know, and one of the things that made me laugh was he's like, and now if I have a bad day, I can just go ride the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> That's too awesome. you know, so cool. So, um, yeah, yeah, the importance of good for him harnessing that passion. Um, you know, there was also speakers. You know, on the other end, like again, the importance of being vulnerable and uh, vulnerability is a crucial part of telling a good story. Mm-hmm. And and um, again, introducing that element of humility and honesty. Um, you know, and and uh, and even Seth talks about like, um, you know, not sacrificing your authenticity for professionalism. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that that that's a risk. You know, um, that sometimes that um, that organic element really is that important, even if even if it feels unpolished. Um, but you know, that's that's important. Um, you know, I was another speaker just talking about, um, you know, um, if you want it done, you got to make it fun. Mm. You know, and drawing people in to something that has that, you know, positive uh, energy. Um, yeah, I mean, there was just a little something for everybody. Um, cool. You know, they left some things to your imagination to try and fill in gaps. Um, this guy named Jeff Hall, you should Google him. Um, fantastic story of um, learning how to walk again. And he did this, again, multimedia uh, presentation that just game changer, you know, blew everybody's minds, wow. um, and and made them think, you know, um, yeah. So I, I can't say enough positives about it. It wasn't perfect. There was definitely things, you know, they could improve on. But if you're looking for a conference to just kind of ignite you um, and and make you think and uh, you know, bring you um, you know some new things to think about creativity-wise. Story in Nashville in September uh, is the thing to go to. That's great. So. I think the, a really exciting piece is whether that's film or novels or you know all, all the different mediums. Honestly, like you just mentioned, the presentation or mm-hmm. we have YouTube with a TED Talks podcast. Here we're doing one. It's just there's so many different mediums that are available and you find your niche and you find that audience and right it just is so exciting to be able to uh, if i wanted to listen to a star wars one i could i could go and find that or we did our um superhero one there were so many of them as i tried to get through all of them so it, it's just neat the availability i guess is right what, what and it really it, what it left me was a extremely appreciative of the arts yes and not everybody is good at them um, but everybody needs creativity to solve problems and to be, you know, uh, a better parent, a better coworker, a better spouse, a better friend. Like we all need that, um, and and not everyone is equally gifted in being able to tell those stories as filmmakers and writers and artists and musicians um, do. And and it just it really made me appreciate, um, yeah. you know, the, the hard 
work that you know these people put into their craft in order to do something that is often kind of just seen as fluff or yeah. kind of neglected in our mm. society you know we, we give you know they're not usually with the exception of the big actors and directors you know they're not usually the, the highest paid um, yeah. but you know we also got a chance in Nashville to just go to and hear some jazz and hear some blues and I mean I just was telling my friend I was with I'm like I'm just totally in the moment when yeah. I'm listening to these musicians I'm not yeah. thinking about anything but hmm. their music and there's something so freeing and beautiful about about that um, and yet knowing that that doesn't come easily like yeah. they worked hard to make that hmm. you know yeah uh, sound the way that resonate so. yeah so that's from the story podcast if you are interested in digging a little bit deeper Seth Worley on the importance of taking risks it was from June of 2018 Keith and I thank you for spending some time with us again we always say hey send us a tweet you could uh, go to Godfather Podcast or Fodder Time or my favorite as always is Fodder Heads and just say hey <laughs> I'm listening <laughs> I'm listening and I want you to know that I'm listening and I want you to share in the story since that's what we've been talking about Brandy Carlisle takes us out <laughs>